Hello and welcome to another episode of the Downtown Manam Podcast. I am your co-host Dustin Dubuque with Becca Schoenborn. I was going to let you introduce yourself, <laughs> I know, but I then I know. saw the pause and I'm like, she ain't going to do it. No. I got it. <laughs> um, yeah, we're here for another episode. How are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> that's good <laughs> that's good thank you thank you I, I know this is an audio version of that you know more talking would be better i know i don't know what i don't know what's going on with me today <laughs> um, i'm just like not full of my normal like wit that i have well good thing you have a half an hour we'll get it back i think it's because we're recording in the afternoon so i worked all the whole day that's true <laughs> and then came here to do this yeah you're not like high side. on the coffee at 8 30 in the morning like usual exactly well that's good um before we get into our guest um, just like we did last week, our uh, first event is rolling in here next month, yeah. about five weeks from now. Uh, that is Ladies' Night Out. Uh, it's from 11 to 8 o'clock, downtown Menominee. Um, please uh, like downtown Menominee on Facebook, Instagram. Go to downtownmenominee.com. You can find all the information. But again, 11 to 8, a bunch of different businesses doing sales, specials, um, doing all the fun stuff. Yeah. And it's always our first event to start the summer. Thursday, April 21st. Yes. From 11 to 8. Yes. Which is also... I'm plugging my own Plug thing your too, own stuff. Which is also uh, the bulk sale at the food co-op Menominee Market. So there you go. our whole bulk department will be on sale. Well, I mean, also. you should. I mean, you know, we let everybody else come in here and plug their stuff. I don't you plug sh- my, su- my own stuff very often. You don't plug co-op often. very often. We have yet to have a co-op guest or anything. <laughs> it's me. I'm the it, co-op. Yeah, that's true. I would be the person. <laughs> I'm the outreach person. You're, that's so. true. That's true. This, I yeah, that, do you, a whole... We, I'll do a whole episode talking about We can do that. I'd love to. Well, now I'm going to remember that for when we can't find a guest. I'm like, hey, Becca, yeah. you ready? Yeah. Anyway, speaking of guests. Yay. We're not going to ignore you the whole time. <laughs> Sorry. We have to do the banter at the beginning. It's just what we do. <laughs> but we keep it minimal. Are you going to do it? Inter- you will let you do the introduction. <laughs> wow, you are slow today. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my God. So we should just cut your mic. Yeah. I got it from here. I should have I should have called in a, <laughs> a guest for my spot today, I guess. Um, we are joined by John Heike. Heike. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know why I always think I pronounce people's names wrong. A lot of people put uh, an N in there. Heike. Really? I yeah. suppose, yeah. I don't know if it's because I mumble or what, but... Um, well, now you got to, you know, like thinking of like NFL, Taylor Heineke, it looks so close sure. with the quarterback. That's sports ball, Becca. Sports, go sports. <laughs> and he, you're the proud owner of Heike Wealth Management down on down on Main Street. Yep, we are the the new inhabitants of the old barrel room. Yes. As of uh, we moved in there February of 2020. I right? say it's been a while now. You're two years. Look at yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Right before the the bottom fell out of things with with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that had been fun being Great in wealth timing. management. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I bought a new building. I can't wait. <laughs> I run people's wealth. COVID shutdown. Yeah. That is good timing. If you ever wanted to see a financial advisor sitting in sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the time to do it. <laughs> We're in a Honestly, hat and sweatpants. Goals. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I want, if I ever hire a financial advisor, I hope they're in sweatpants. That would make me feel much do more you? comfortable. Do you? Truly, if I could just like go to somebody's like office and they were like in sweats, like, like hey, welcome to my office. Well, you'd now be, you know, John. In the future, Becca I'd be like, rolls in. My kind of people. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised. Um, I I used to wear a suit and tie every day uh, to the office, and as we'd be going out and seeing people, would show up in a suit and tie, and they they would say, "Hey, uh, can you not wear a suit and tie next time?" <laughs> like it actually makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and um, we're too intimidating for them. Yeah, so I mean, some of my my best days, I'm wearing cargo shorts and a button up, and 
Yeah. Um, and people are completely fine with it. So I can see that. I, I mean, it makes I, you more. Like, I feel like it just makes you more person, like personable, and yeah. at the same level as your clients. I would assume. I, I used to dress up a lot more, and then I always felt that too. Like sometimes I'd like, or I'd look around the room like a meeting that I would think is like, quote unquote, important, and I kind of like look at everybody else dressed, and I'm like, I wouldn't wear a tie, but I'd have like dress pants on, or like a little too much, and I'd go, I can wear jeans to this, and yep. like as mm-hmm. button up, and it's fine. It seems see, to be the trend, right? I mean, yeah. Do you think COVID has changed that too? Because of like what you Probably. said of the fact that people sat at home and like it was nice the fact that you could literally just wear a t-shirt on a Zoom call and your hair's like half matted <laughs> because you're like I don't know I'm at home, kids running around over don't there. Look I don't in the know. Background. I don't know what to tell you <laughs> at bl- this point. The blurred Zoom background saved everybody. Yeah, Once even that though it looks thing. worse. I agree. I can't. I hate it. <laughs> handle it when people have the blurred background. First off, I don't half know your, why half your head's cut me. off on yeah. it, and I can't. I think I can tell it's your couch back there. <laughs> I know, like it's just your couch in your living room. I can tell this. <laughs> it always cuts people's glasses off. Oh, too. Uh, sorry, I'm just punched my. Yeah, uh, it's so funny. Sorry, yeah. we're um, not just tangenting on Zoom calls, Zoom but calls. I don't know. I just, I guess, I would think that, like, right, like, I don't know. I always think of like all the interesting things changing coming out of COVID, like just like stuff that's even like not relatively important. But like that, like how people dress at I mean, work. Almost. I think um, I think like humanity kicked in, right? And it's uh, like to do a Zoom call when when a kid comes around in the background or like the dog jumps on the lap and stuff like that is like, hey, we're all human here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this is like this is what our day to day looks like. Yeah. And I think that with that, people have given grace to everything from dress to you know the formality of all these meetings. Um, yeah, I also love seeing, the need I love for all of the meetings too. Is like I think what made everybody realize like why are we having a meeting about this? We could have just emailed each other. Uh, right, <laughs> it's so true. Right, <laughs> like we, I didn't need to tell you this out of my mouth. Like I could have just typed it <laughs> yeah. to you and been done. Or the or the in person meeting where you're like, well, I have to yeah. go here. I have to plan it out, and now you're just like, can I just like even board this meetings? Is like a... I work two minutes from here, and I do. <laughs> The board meetings on Zoom <laughs> because I don't want to come into the office. <laughs> it's like that's one too many so steps far, for So me far away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Although now that we changed the time of them, I will be coming in yeah. person oh, because look I, at that. Had to sh- I shifted my See, more my COVID things changing what we do. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> enough about that. Yeah, enough about that. So. Hi, uh, John. Hi, John. <laughs> <laughs> How, uh. So you said you just, re- you know, two years ago, roughly, you opened uh, the spot, but you were in a different location prior. Yeah. So my my background, um, my wife and I are both from Durand, Wisconsin. Uh, so I married my high school sweetheart. Uh, we started dating. She was 15 and I was 17. Um, another fun fact. So she was my best friend's younger sister. Nice. A scandal. Yeah. A scandal. At the time it was. Yeah. Back when we were. Are you still best friends with this we're person? We're still best oh, friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. I was Didn't his best man. Uh, this is like MSN Messenger days. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who didn't love the MSN That's Messenger? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And uh, I think I asked her on my first date actually on MSN Messenger. Of course. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. I mean, it was the old, it was vintage <laughs> texting. It's fine. Yeah. It's I never did MSN. I had AIM. I had AOL. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, MSN was my. I always loved it when you. I would keep it open on my computer, so when I got home, I'm hoping the girls are oh, yeah. already messaging. <laughs> you hear the little like login. Yeah, like, like I would keep it, it open, crush? knowing like if I got home from football later, I could already have conversations going. You know, yeah. like it's so funny. Did yeah. you also did that 
did MSN have away messages you could set up too? Like AIM, AOL had like a little oh, message yeah, totally. when you were logged out that you could your away message, and so you could put like cryptic messaging yes. or weird quotes that you're like, oh my gosh, I bet my crush is gonna see this and not know it's about him. Hundred percent. Like you could have just put his name in there. <laughs> how obvious it was. Like thirteen year old me was. A different breed, I guess. <laughs> well, I didn't meet my wife on it, so keep going, John. Yeah, huh? <laughs> so, so we uh, we both went to the University of Minnesota. Um, I was two years ahead of her in school, and uh, out of the University of Minnesota, we we moved and bought a house in Hudson. Uh, first house was back like 2008, and um, my wife, God bless her, refused absolutely refused to be a Minnesota resident. Mm. So she was a uh, student teaching up in, in New Brighton, Minnesota, and, and she decided to make the drive, and we bought a house in Hudson. Um, I was working for Northwestern Mutual at the time. Um, we had our first kid, Olivia, in a you know 1,600-square-foot townhome, and uh, went from River Falls, ran out of room there. It went from Hudson to River Falls. Um, River Falls in uh, 2016, I had an opportunity to take over for a guy named Larry Filer here in Menominee. Um, if you know Larry, just a, a heart of gold, just a wonderful guy. And um, so I, I was working from River Falls and driving over here every day. And um, then we made the move in 2017 over to Menominee and, and kind of in our quest to get back closer to Durand, um, just with things like our, our parents getting older and, and getting those ages um, where we, we felt like they might need some support from us. Mm -hmm. um, we just want to be closer to home. And my siblings are in Downsville and Durand. Um, my brother took over the family business, Heike Pharmacy in Durand, Wisconsin. Um, so my grandpa started it, my dad took over, and uh, now it's in my brother's hands. So um, just to be close to family, we, we moved over here, obviously familiar with the area. Very similar town to River Falls mm -hmm. uh, in that it's a, a, a campus town. Um, similar folks, similar people. Menominee, I feel like, um, is a little bit more standalone, just being along, along the interstate. There's more eateries and more places to go. Um, but we kind of knew what we were, we were signing up for. And, and yeah, so I was, I was with Larry Filer for a couple of years um, out of the old Marion Hotel. <laughs> so fancy. Yeah, that so was fancy. fancy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not a whole lot of heat regulation. <laughs> I remember one of my first client meetings there was um, we kind of went through the an hour long meeting and he was walking out and he goes, "Turn on the heat." <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Oof. this maybe isn't going to work out. <laughs> um, you like provide a stack of blankets for your client. Yeah, right. Like, you might need this. We're not sure though. Let's sit on the floor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, we added another person to our team, and we needed a little bit more space, and, and Barrel Room came up for sale, and um, we walked through it. R.I.P. Barrel Room. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry, everybody. It was a gem. For, um, just a, a beautiful building, and, and Rick and Mary did everything in there to, to kind of, they opened up the skylight and, and mm -hmm. exposed all the floors, and um, we walked in there, and we went, what a beautiful building. Everything's done. We just need to put a couple offices up here. And um, we started construction uh, around the around January first um, of 2020. That took about two months, and then we we moved in there. Um, and so far, other than the the whole COVID thing, it's been great. It's it's uh it's a unique spot. It's kind of this you know modern 
industrial mm-hmm. type vibe. And we tried to we tried to do as much as we could to just keep the original uh, characteristics of the place. So we you, know, you still see where the bar stools scratch the the wood and. Uh, we haven't taken the barrel room stamps off the ceiling. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I always forgot. I always forget about those. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I never noticed that they're still on the ceiling. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So we tried to keep all that stuff That's cool. as original as we could. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful space, too. Yeah. All the brick and the it wood is. floors. It's different. Like, it's and yeah, especially for that. Like, it's actually for the whole downtown, if you really think of it. Well, especially that block. Yeah. It is a completely different space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, I, I always tell people it's, it's perfect in its imperfections, right? And... Um, on the, the conference room, you can see that we put in the kind of these windows, uh, sliding glass window type things, and you can see how much the floor slopes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and my, uh, my six year old, sometimes if, if we have a meeting at night or something, the family will come join me and we'll get some pizza or something. And, uh, my youngest Allie, her feet don't touch the ground yet on the chair. <laughs> And just uh, she jumps in the chair and just goes rolling away because of the <laughs> every time she picks the so same cute. chair every time she knows she knows um, that sounds like every old building down here yeah right yeah. there but it's awesome it, um, we've been really happy with the space uh, and uh, clients have have made a lot of you know positive comments on it as well mm-hmm. it's been great cool. <laughs> So I what thought do you, you, were, you got oh, a question? Oh, I was going to. We both like <laughs> inhaled at the same time, so I didn't. I don't know. I felt like we talked over each other You're the good. whole time. Last episode. Um, so, what kind of things, like what kind of services, do you provide? What do you do? What's yeah. your day to day? So we, we get a lot of the the name itself. Yeah, wealth management. Wealth quite management. broad. It is yeah. broad. <laughs> it is broad, and, and you know, we we get a lot of feedback of people saying, "Well, as soon as I have wealth, I'll come and see you." And um, I almost bet joke. <laughs> <laughs> Were you coming yeah. for it? <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like mm, sounds and, like it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And, and um, we we meant it to be just kind of a catch-all term. Yep. And uh, really, what we do is is kind of financial planning, soup to nuts. Um, everything from setting up retirement accounts to uh, auditing life insurance, four hundred one ks. I mean, you name it, uh, it. It's probably easier to say what we don't do. Um, we don't do property casualty insurance. We don't do health insurance. Um, but our, our aim is really, and, and I, I've had this mentality since I started, how can we help? And, and, and some people say that and, and they maybe don't mean it, mm-hmm. but our, ours is really, um, how can we help? How can we provide value to people? And whether that's, um, putting some of the pieces of the puzzle together to, to see what retirement looks like, whether that's taking a look at existing investments. We just like to help, and, and there are lots of times where, where people come in and, and we go through kind of a full financial plan, and um, and, and they leave and they say, so how, how do you get paid? And, and sometimes we don't, and, and but we, you know, if they were in a good spot and, and we, did, we felt like it was a good spot for them, and we always tell people we'll be the first ones to tell you um, if you're in a good spot to keep it where you're at, and there are times when people come in and they're in a good spot and they work with another advisor and, and that's just fine. And, um, they, they leave and, and they say, so wait, how, how do you get like, they, they're expecting this kind of catch at the end of, yeah. you know, okay, here's your bill. And, and it's not that it's just, um, you know, I, I think that if, if we can, the more people we can help, the, the better we feel about it. And, um, from there, it's just getting the right people on board from a staffing perspective to be able to, to handle capacity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we do everything from, we like to start out the relationship, get an idea of you and your objectives and family and what's important to you. 
um, and, and then kind of taking that and putting together a plan for whether it's for retirement, uh, again, how much life insurance do I need? Um, am I on track? How should I be doing what? Uh, it, it's The stuff gets confusing. Life is hard. Life is busy. Um, and, and we just kind of like to be that personal CFO, if you will, to, to help people through those decisions. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, so what is, uh, so I, you keep saying it, so I'm assuming life insurance and stuff is kind of the main Seems like 401ks and stuff is probably this. I, I, that's so what I would always go to in my brain if I had to say wealth management is, is pr people planning for 40 years, so, so not for, five years. For us, um, as far as like what, what our, our business makeup is, uh, about 75% of it is, is some sort of investment related or financial planning related. Uh, maybe 10, 15% life insurance. Uh, again, I, I, I came from Northwestern Mutual. Uh, there, there are a lot of people in the independent channel, which which I'm independent, um, that don't like to mess with life insurance all that much. We're not actively soliciting it, but we don't walk by it either. Um, and, and that's just something that we, we feel important about. We feel it's important to, to kind of play defense first and make sure that coverage is in place before you can go on the offensive side uh, of the fun stuff, right? Like the saving for retirement and investing and, and all these fun conversations. But, you know, we, we typically start that conversation with, what if something happened to you today? Right. Is everybody provided for? And, and do you have enough insurance in place? And if they do, then they do. Um, we don't do a lot of permanent insurance. Uh, we not saying we haven't, but uh, we, we typically uh, we'll just audit life insurance and, and and if it makes sense, get somebody some more coverage. But that's not uh, not our bread and butter, so to speak. How did you end up in the financial world? Good like question. If you, I, you mentioned that your fam you have a family, but your family has a business. Yeah. That is a pharmacy. So you yeah, ran you the other direction. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was thinking I that too. I'm like, oh, my brother took it over. I'm like, yeah, you, are you the kid that yeah. was like, I, Bye. I yeah. don't have any interest in this. Hopefully the other kid does. So I, uh, I, I was headed down that path. Um, so my, my grandpa started the pharmacy. My dad took over. My aunt's a pharmacist. My sister's a pharmacist. My brother's a pharmacist. And um, my initial major going to the University of Minnesota was a physiology major mm -hmm. in the hopes to get into pharmacy school. And um, took the PCAT, um, went up, I, get, I got an interview in Duluth, the Duluth Pharmacy School. And at the time, it was really competitive. I think it was 1,100 kids applied, something like 300 got interviews, wow. and about 100 got in. And so I got an interview, and I, I felt really good about that. And um, in the best of all terms, I, I bombed the interview. Um, <laughs> not, uh, not, I just happens to the best. Yes. Of us, I feel. Yeah, all all but, been there. but not like, you know, I, so I, I went back and I was thinking about my responses. I left the interview. I felt comfortable with it. I, th I thought it went well. I was open in all my responses. And, um, there were things that questions, what was the last book you read? Where do you see yourself five years from now? Like some of these questions. And the last book that I had read was a book called start late, finish rich about financial planning. <laughs> And so, like, I was, I was already starting to get into finance, um, you know. And the, 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 what do you see? Where do you see yourself in five years? It was like, uh, well, I, I'm really into finance, but I like pharmacy. I know that's a good profession, and so I just, you know, I want to go one of those routes. And, and, and thinking about that now, I, I walked out of there and, and 
I know that after I walked out, they said, he doesn't want to be a pharmacist. <laughs> and uh, so I found out I didn't get in. I didn't get waitlisted. I didn't even get a sniff of a chance to get in pharmacy school. And that, that ended up being a blessing. And I kind of did some self-reflection and said, I, the science stuff really isn't my deal. And I'm, I'm way more interested in finance. Uh, so I got into the Carlson School of Management at the University of Minnesota, graduated a finance degree um, and life sciences, just to put some of the science courses to work. Uh, really common degree. <laughs> and, uh, we and all I, have a good minor. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, if I, life sciences. Yeah, I, if I ever decide to finish my degree, it's going to be, I'm going to have to do some weird minor probably because I have so many obscure science yeah. classes. I have a philosophy minor. A, oh, yeah. Just because I took so many courses in it, yeah. like as to fill the other spots. I like one point my person who's looking over my stuff goes, you know, if you took two more, you would have a philosophy minor. And I was like, totally. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I mean, I, I'm a semester away from being a physiology major. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, I I, uh, I started applying. Carlson has, has a really good program for job placements. And, and I got an internship with Woodbury Financial Services. Incidentally, the same work company that I work for today. Um, and, and so I, I started there kind of at the on the back office of things. Um, and I was a principal there, like a suitability principal. So people would uh, submit uh, financial planning recommendations, and I would kind of audit them and make sure that they had the right agreements and that type thing. And um, it, this was 08, 09, right? We're in the midst of uh, the, the Great Recession. And... Um, how I got in the business is my, my parents um, had a retirement plan and they couldn't get a hold of their advisor and, and they said, hey, uh, you do this stuff, don't you? And I said, uh, kinda, I mean, I don't have any clients, I'm licensed to do it. And uh, they said, well, can you can you become the agent on our account? We have a bunch of the employees have questions. And I, I went down there and some of the, the folks that worked at the store brought in their spouse and they said, yeah, we worked with this guy too and we wanna transition over. and." And I always joked anytime I would go, so I, I would still have this job at the home office, but then I had clients on the side. And they allowed that. They don't allow that anymore. And um, Is it because of you that they don't allow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, can't, I keep my nose briefly. <laughs> um, so I, I, I kind of was doing this side gig, and every time I'd go to a wedding or go out in Durand, I'd meet, you know, talk to somebody, an old friend or acquaintance, and, and they'd say, what are you doing now? And, um and I would give, give them kind of the, the rundown, and they say, I, you know, I need somebody. And and it got to a point then where I, I, I got an opportunity to um, – I used to go to college with a, a guy that worked with Northwestern Mutual that asked if I want to join his team. And, and from there I went from kind of the this back office position to more client-facing. And uh, from there is Northwestern Mutual for five years and then had an opportunity to buy out uh, and, and take over for Larry Filer. And um, here we are. It's been wild. <laughs> so you <laughs> been wild. Yeah. yeah who do you expect? Was that your whole plan was to be like kind of your own? Uh, yeah, I think. Um, it, short answer is yes. The, the route that I took there, I'm I'm relatively risk averse, um, and, and I always thought of so. In, in my first two roles, I was um, you know kind of building up a, a client base, and I always thought of it as before I, I you know proverbially jumped off the ledge i i thought of myself like ratcheting up a, a a platform right that that i could jump off to where it wasn't that 
much of a leap. And that's that's kind of what I did is I, I built that cl- a client base. And then when it came time to go and start my own thing, I'd already kind of built that up. And, and uh, so it was it was a good transition for us. But did you say that you're now connected with the original company you started with? Yeah, it was a, a coming home of sorts. Um, so I, I used to work for the back office. Now I'm a financial advisor for Woodbury Financials, the broker dealer. So ah. it's kind of fun. I, I you know, and you just like are a financial advisor for them out of your office. Basically, yeah. Is how yeah. It works. Okay. So we're, we're contract employees essentially. Oh, okay. Um, and, but it's fun because I, I call into the home office and I talk to folks that I sat beside for three, four years and, um, and great people. It's a lot of the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, it, it works out well. It's kind of funny, kind of a coming home for me. Um, so then I guess my other thought was, and I was just thinking of timing of this podcast was, uh, like, and again, keeping it like generalities and stuff, but you know, it's March and people are getting tax returns and all the, all the fun money's coming in that we, you know, think is fun Fun money. That's not really fun money, but we, we all look at it like that. I get excited every year and then realize I'm going to put it on my debt and put it in a savings account. Woohoo. I get to pay some bills. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I have so many bills to pay. This is the worst. Um, I love paying off my student loans. <laughs> it's my favorite it's my thing. Favorite I have absolutely activity. loved not paying them off for the past year. It's been spectacular. Yeah, I know. Thanks, thanks, COVID, yeah. for that. Um, is there like what are like some of the go-to? Is there like go-to like wealth and like advice for folks? Like when you know, I'm sure this must be a time of year where people are putting money where they need to go, right? Because there is extra cash coming in, especially I guess as Beck and I said, both being younger folks. I would say, yeah. You so know, we look at this check as differently than probably other people do. Like to us, it is mm-hmm. pay off the debt, so maybe put it in the savings account. So I view that as as um, so. There's before tax time, and, and then there's after the tax deadline. And, and before the tax deadline is when you have the opportunity to fund some of those retirement accounts and do some things for the previous year. Uh, fund a Roth IRA, fund a traditional IRA, uh, do some of those things uh, after the tax deadline. Uh, depending on when they get refunds back out. Um, I know that some people had a delay in getting a, a refund. I just talked to somebody this morning, actually, that just received a refund from last year. Woof. Yeah. Um, so, I still so haven't gotten mine. Really? What, really? They keep telling me that there's, like, an issue with my W. I don't know. So yeah. they keep saying numbers aren't matching up, even though they're exactly the same, and I know that they match, and it's only one W-2 I'm looking at. Right. It's a whole thing. So yeah, yeah, same book. Yeah, <laughs> so some some people are still Something's waiting on going That's on, why yeah. I put it on somebody else. That's why I stepped on my own. Do you do your own taxes? <laughs> Not anymore. I don't. Yep. I had a bad me and my wife had a me and my wife had a bad year. I think I told yeah. you that. No. I it is worth 125 bucks to pay the gentleman say. to do it. And then yeah. it's then anything is I just call them and go fix this. You talk, you convinced me to, to have somebody else do our taxes. I hate having it on myself. You I'd much rather pay things. somebody else to be their fault. <laughs> and for not all yeah. that much more than doing it yourself. I mean, by the time yeah, you I, get a TurboTax and some of those things. It's gosh. always interesting because when TurboTax started like 10 years ago when I was like making no money, it was literally like $19 to do it. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is great. It is not that anymore. I think yeah. the last time I did it, it was like 55 bucks, And I'm like, I could for, pay like, this guy one. double yeah. the money to, yeah. to just do this and me never to think about this. Right. I, I think of a line, something I heard a, a while ago or um, – if you think it's expensive to work with a professional, wait until you work with an amateur. <laughs> right, exactly. That's awesome. Right, I love that. And, and so, like, 
you're doing your own taxes. You are an amateur, right? And and a professional should be able to provide that value of the extra $100. Um, and just to have somebody, you know, another set of eyes look over it, even if you're uh, your tax situation isn't that complex just to have somebody look over and, and find a couple of spots and opportunities where you you can get some extra write-offs mm -hmm. yeah. so sorry we we kind of but you were saying post-tax post-tax you, yeah, you get those refunds if you get them back in a timely fashion uh, that's the opportunity to to look at either savings for saving for retirement paying down debt uh, making sure that that you have enough cushion in your checking and savings account um, you know, a lot of times you, you think of it as free money. It's it's money that... Oh, yeah, it's not. You're, yeah, oh, you're, we totally think of it as free <laughs> yeah, money. It's like, no, to it's not think money. of it as free money is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> it's 100% free money. Let us have a little bit of joy. Charlie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, hey, no, I, I'm all for it. Uh, you know... I, hey, I, it was funny. I mean, I um, I recently had a, my second child, and she was born on December 28th. And uh, my wife got induced, and we got offered December 31st to be induced and uh part of the reason even our doctors was like our doctor even told us she goes if you want to do it with me it'll be december 31st and she goes but i do want you guys to get an extra child tax so <laughs> i would consider not doing that and like she advised us like go and my wife wasn't waiting like the four days anyway right, right. but it was just funny that that she brought she was just like Jeez. i just want you to know that this is a bad choice if you miss this by an hour. And I just thought that was funny. You're going to be really mad about it when you find out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm a New Year's baby. My mom still oh, – uh, no. my mom still – she said it too. She was just like, I never thought about it until, like, I had you. And, like, somebody mentioned, like, oh, man, missed the tax credit by, uh, you know, 20 hours. And she goes, oh, yeah, I did. What a, at least she, she just makes a joke about it. it. Yeah, I, I never thought about it. Until I mean, then, you but. talk about the the tax tail wagging the dog. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that just crazy? Isn't that so fun? I mean, our tax person, like, he's great, and I I love him, but he'll always make the joke every year of like, you know, you always do the question like, well, how do you? Because again, I don't know what he's doing, which is why I'm paying him, you know. And I'm just like, well, what do you do to you know make sure you get the maximum credit for where we're at? And he goes, have a kid. Yeah, and that's always his joke is <laughs> have a kid. And I'm just like. That's not worth it. Yeah. I'm like, trust me. Yeah. I've now done it. You save a thousand to, to, <laughs> to spend five hundred thousand in a lifetime. Right. right. It's yeah. so, funny. so funny. Not a best idea. <laughs> I don't know where, where we're going with that, but yeah, that's just uh, that's funny. Oh, about how it's not free money, but we like to look at it oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm all look. I'm all for taking the trip, um, and even those in retirement that have saved their whole lives to to build up these assets. Um, I, I tell people in those younger years of their retirement, take the trip um, yeah. while you're healthy and able. Um, you know, take the kids on a trip. Do do things like that. I mean, we we don't know what tomorrow brings, and we can plan as much as we want for live until ninety and that type of thing. But um, you're not doing at eighty what 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 you're capable of doing at sixty. And uh, take the trip and uh, and get the memories while you have them. I've seen too many people. Uh, you know, retire and, and, and think that it's and get sick of something, of uh, you know, come down with cancer or, or and, and, you know, we're planning on people live until 90 or whatever those ages are. And um, they don't get to live out those those days and those dreams. And, and so take the trip um, as long as you're on track, you know, financially for retirement and, and some of your other objectives. There's nothing wrong with that. Like are, that. are you on track for your retirement? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know a I guy. Don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, have a re- I have a retirement account <laughs> that money gets put into every paycheck, but yep. that's all I know about yeah. it. I get a lot of mail it. from it. Yes, a lot of emails as well Yeah. <laughs> that Mine's I never open, that I throw Seriously. into a folder just in case I ever need to open them ever again. So outside of wealth management in life, since you're, uh, we're wrapping up here, what are uh, what is who is John Heike when he's not being the you know the name on the building? Oh man, um, I family is is something that we spend a lot of time with. Obviously, I told you so. You know, marrying my best friend's younger sister, we're really tight with my wife's family. My family's really tight, um, just with everybody being within twenty twenty five minutes. There's a lot of nieces and nephews in those those ranges, and and we try to spend as much time with family as we can. Um, other things we like to do. One of my favorite things to do is cook. Oh, oh man! And <laughs> we didn't talk about this pre-cur- early yeah, yeah. precursoring. <laughs> uh, my big, I mean, Dustin and I, we we've talked quite a bit about reading. Um, yep. I read probably a couple hours every night. Uh, everything that you can think of, from sci-fi to historical fiction. Um, big reader, really into music. Um, so I like you say I, movies. You've got all of our. I know. Topics I know. He's, yeah. he's checking. It. He has, yeah. We've had this discussion before <laughs> too. Yeah. yeah. He checks all the boxes. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean like a uh, one of my favorite things to do. Like my ideal Saturday is being home with the kids, making a big meal uh, with with some oldies blasting, and um, you know potentially a beer in my hand, and that to me is is paradise. <laughs> <laughs> That's like it's a great life. It really is. <laughs> what a Wisconsin life, but it's a great one. I was going to say, until I was thinking like Saturday brunch, because like weekend brunch is my favorite oh, thing yeah, to yeah. cook. And then you said a beer in your hand. I was like, that's a little early for me. But <laughs> <laughs> like, there's other meals on Saturdays it's besides Saturday. breakfast. Yeah, we're talking like, evening. Um... <laughs> breakfast isn't the only meal in existence. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, but family's big. Family and, and uh, community. And we're we're really active in in St. Joseph Catholic Church, um, so I'm on the parish council and the finance council, and my my kids all go there, and my wife teaches there. Um, Community is important to us. Um, just giving back in both time and and financially, and uh, and I mean we're chasing kids around. We're nine, eight, and six year old, and um, you know they're in in basketball and gymnastics and uh, just about anything. You know we can get them in and. So we're we're chasing them around quite a bit. Keeps you busy. Yeah, I was to say. So you're relaxing a lot. Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> we try to split the duties, you know. But um, you know, basketball is a couple days a week, and gymnastics, and um, it's fun. It's great. We want them to be involved in stuff and, and do things that they enjoy. Um, and we'll be right there by their side. But uh, now we're signing up for all the stuff in the spring and soccer and traveling soccer and football and baseball and all this stuff and um it's fun it's it's fun to watch them have fun and 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 to be into things and mm-hmm. uh next next week we're gonna take them snow skiing for the first time Ooh. downhill skiing and uh we're we have a debate in the household of if so my son really wants to snowboard mm-hmm. so oh. do you right out of the gate start them on a snowboard or do you put them on skis snowboarding's pretty hard that's yeah. kind of what. That's kind of what I. Thought I mean, but is but don't everybody doesn't everybody say ski? I've never skied, but I have snowboarded. I've I only used to skied. Snowboard. I've, well, I tried snowboarding at like our sledding hill as a kid, and it was not easy. Yeah, isn't the shtick like skiing's hard right out the gate, but easy to learn? 
I snowboarding was really easy. Really? I've always heard yeah. that skiing's hard like for the first little bit just because to get your bearings down and figure out what you're doing. It's hard your... to learn how to stop. Yeah. Like, you I can think, go down uh, yeah. the hill, but once yeah. you get to the bottom, See, that's the nice, like... <laughs> nice part about snowboarding. Snowboarding stopping is the easy yeah. part. You turn the board sideways and you sit on your butt and you're, you're stopped. Like yeah. that is, but snowboarding's hard. Yeah. I self-taught myself in high school and oof da. Mm-hmm. I got beat up doing it. And I had Maybe no idea what I was one doing. time try skiing, the next time yeah, try snowboarding, go. and yeah. then the third time they can Well, snowboarding's the cooler one, right? That's uh, yeah, why. I guess. Is that why. That's, That's the, the cooler one. Thing. I guess. Um, it's faster. Yeah, it's because Sean White's in the Olympics right now. Yeah, it's his last his Olympics. Last one. Um, so I can't believe he's still doing it. I couldn't believe it when I saw the previews I of him. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's just a machine. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think I, I think we came to the conclusion that we're going to start on skis. Yeah. And let him go from there. My son wants to snowboard, but... He doesn't know how, you know, he's used to snowboarding down a little mound. Yeah. Right. Uh, and doesn't know how to stop. And Well, it's snowboarding. You will go faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, catch will, an edge and you will fly down that thing. Yeah. And you will eat it really <laughs> hard. <laughs> it's harder balance. Your body's, oh, yeah. your body's sideways. Well, it's even right. just like, I really like to rollerblade, but the difference between rollerblading and skateboarding is like skiing and snowboarding yeah, to me. Like, it is. It's just such a, like your whole center of. Yeah, it's completely Gravity off. Gravity has to be different. Your balance yeah. is all different. Like, yeah, and you said he's. What, I need two feet on the ground, though. Oh, I think I'd stick with skiing too at eight. Yeah, and again, maybe that maybe the balance helps him just get to where he needs to be. One would think. The fearless eight-year-old. It makes yeah. me think of, uh, I was when I was snowboarding. I had a buddy who was huge in skateboarding. I never got into it because I was horrible at it. But he bought a snow skate. Did you do you remember those? Yes. The skateboard with a small snowboard on the bottom. And that's how you went down hills. It was they were compl- little. They were they? no. It was a skateboard. It was literally a skateboard size. Maybe even smaller than that. You yeah. might be right. And yeah, the snowboard was attached underneath, and it's a miniature snowboard, and that's mm-hmm. what you ride down, mm-hmm. which is insane. Which ridiculous. Kind I mean, like- it was just, it was not made as like a logistical thing. It was made. You'll go about forty feet, and then you will crash and burn completely. Yep. Like it those mini so skis, like they call them, like snow puppies. Or yeah, something. yeah. Like basically a pair of rollerblades with uh, skis yep. on the bottom. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's so fun. fun. Yeah. Well, um, we've come to the end. So we have two questions. But first, shameless plugs for yourself. Where can people find you and all the things? So we're downtown Menominee uh, in the old barrel room across from the Buck next to Ted's Pizza. Um, we don't plug ourselves a whole lot, to be honest <laughs> with you. I, um, this, is, this is even out of my comfort zone to, to come and talk about myself. And um, so, but, but we're here and um, – you did a great job. Well, thanks. Uh, if you ever have questions about anything, again, how can we help? And uh, anything that's on your mind, just just give us a shout. Happy to meet with you. Sure. You have a website? Uh, Heikewealth.com. You on social media? We're on Facebook. Uh, that's it right now. All right. That's all you need. Yeah. It yeah. works. Yep. Um, all right. Last two questions. Well, you've already precursored both of them, so it'll be good. Yeah. Um, I'll go first this time. All right. Time. You go first. Um, what kind of good food have you eaten lately? Or your favorite thing you've eaten lately? Oh, um, or cooked if you like. I made it. yeah, I, I I made this um, chicken and penne pasta uh, mm. about a week and a half ago. It was, it was like kind of a Cajun spin to it. Oh my gosh! Um, Yum! <laughs> it, it turned out really well. I also um, we make this. We we try to cook for the week, and we make food on like Saturday or Sunday for yep. the week. Soups typically. Um, We've had a lot of conversations yeah, about soup, soup season on here. We're big soup fans. Three, big soup fans. This three cheese sausage and tortellini oh soup. Yeah. Um, oh. to die for. How about that recipe? Any soup recipe. I made my stomach growl. I know. <laughs> I soup's the best. Yeah. 
Um, all right. And then my my question is is uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh man, um, one that I've always gone with, and we've talked, about, we've had these conversations. Uh, Goodwill Hunting is up there. Yeah. Um, I, I I typically steer towards more comedy, I, like tough to beat a Dumb and Dumber and a Tommy Boy and some of that stuff. But um, I, Goodwill Hunting is one I really like. Uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Oh yeah. I haven't um, seen that in a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've been getting into Yellowstone, us and everybody else lately. It's everyone. <sighs> Seriously, everyone. everybody. I Everybody's telling yet, me to watch Yellowstone in 1883. I know. We watched, uh, have you seen Free Guy? I didn't watch Free Guy, the Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. One. Isn't he like, it's like a super, isn't like he He's like, like a in a video game. Video He's game, a, that's what it is. Uh, N- NPCs, they call it. Uh, yeah, exactly. That basically in computer programming develops his own mind and kind of strays from where the video game's supposed to go. It, it was entertaining. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I would say Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting's great. It literally is never old watching like how good Robin Williams is in that movie. Yeah. Like kind of. I watched I probably watched it like five times in my life. Christmas every vacations time. up there. Well, I mean Everybody's of course that. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watch it every year. It has to be I don't know if I've watched a movie maybe more I know. in my life than that movie. It's almost like gross when I put it on every year. I barely even watch it. I'm like, why? I don't need to watch it. I literally have the whole thing memorized. But I feel like I pick up some, on something new every time I watch it. I'm like, <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we had somebody say that was their favorite movie on I this podcast so before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, those are good. Thanks, John. Yeah, thanks for, thanks having, for having us. Or you being here, and that's not what I said. <laughs> thanks for us having you. It's going to be. Thanks I'm for here rubbing us. off on me. Shut, end the podcast, Becca. Thanks for being here, John. Uh, we will see you all on the next one. Thank you, guys.